What's going on, good people, and welcome to Live by the Three, a Raptors podcast with your boy Curly. Give me a follow on Instagram at Live by the Period Number Three and on Twitter slash X at Live by the Zero Three. I appreciate everyone's patience. I know that I have not been consistent with the reaction pause, but as I said, you will always get a two for one for whatever game that I miss, and and we're gonna talk about the one that I miss which is the Atlanta Hawks versus the Toronto Raptors on December 15th. Now, the Raptors were able to take the first game of that home-and-home series, and Samson and I got together on the pod earlier that day to predict a Raptors victory over the Atlanta Hawks. We figured that they did enough. They were able to weather the storm of the Hawks' offense, and because they have not been a great team defensively all season, that you like their chances of winning the game. Unfortunately, that was not the case. And rather than relive that awful game, in my opinion, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Not only did the Raptors not shoot well as they did from three, they were around 32%, knocking down 10 of 31 threes. But they shot 56% from the free throw line, giving them 14 for 25 And on effort plays, and when I'm talking about effort plays, I'm talking about getting back on defense. I'm talking about slowing down a team in transition. I'm talking about getting onto the glass. The Raptors lost that battle. Take away the fact that the Hawks shot 51% from the field, hitting 16 threes, giving them 39%, and only hitting 5 of 6 from the free throw line, giving them 83%. Forget all of that. The second chance points... The offensive rebounds that the Raptors gave up. The Hawks out-rebounded the Raptors 55-32. to 23 more rebounds than the Raptors. A team that is being built on effort plays. Being built on the defensive end like we talked about multiple times. They lost that battle. And they lost the game. You keep giving up second chance opportunities to a team, eventually you're going to run out of chances. It is no surprise that the Raptors lost three out of the four quarters against the Hawks. It's downright inexcusable, and it's been something that the Raptors have been struggling with this season, but at some point it has to give. Not being a good transition defensive team is not an excuse. Like, Granted, they have flaws, but... You're a team that's been built on your athleticism and your length. Being a defensive-minded team, that's the way Nick Nurse did it. For the most part, that's the way Dwayne Casey did it. The foundations are there to be a great defense. And for the most part, they have been in the early parts of this season. But as the season has gone on, you're not seeing the same kind of fight. You're not seeing the same kind of effort. And it's really game to game now. It's almost every other game that the Raptors are going to be giving this kind of effort and this this kind of tenacity, so to speak. Or if they're not going to give up that kind of intensity and energy, that they're making it up in other areas. But when you're flat out losing the boards, when you're missing that many free throws, when you're giving up second chance points and you're giving up a lot of transition buckets, let alone allowing Trey Young to pop off from logo threes and don't get it twisted if you're shooting five feet from behind a three-point line you would live with your results the difference is Trey Young can hit those and he went seven for 15 from three with the Raptors going under the screen every single time 
So on top of everything that I've mentioned, being a poor half-court defense is not doing yourself any favors. So that is a game that I definitely want to forget, and I'm sorry that we had to relive that. But but your boy Curly is a man of their word, and I had to give you guys my thoughts on that game. Um, I wasn't too impressed. I'm actually kind of glad that I didn't have to do a reaction pod for that game. I'm just sorry that we had to relive that together. But moving on. Let's talk about a game that should have been a much more favorable matchup the first time around, but was not the case. And I'm talking about the Raptors playing host to the Charlotte Hornets, who are without Lamelo Balso, who's out with an ankle injury, I believe, or some sort of lower leg injury. And Miles Bridges was not able to cross the border due to his domestic violence case that's probably still ongoing. Not too sure about the details there, but... He wasn't able, he took to Twitter, denied in the six. So a severely undermanned Hornets team. They were also without Gordon Hayward, but that also has not stopped the Hornets from giving them fits. And it also hasn't motivated the Raptors to take care of business the way that they should. The Raptors have the tendency of coming out of the gate slow. And tonight was no different. It's been a reoccurring theme. I know I'm repeating myself, but it's been a reoccurring theme. This season, the Raptors lost the first quarter 27-19, turning over the ball seven times in the first quarter. It was no no surprise that the Raptors were down double digits early. Not to mention that the Hornets quickly got out to a 5 to nothing lead, with the Raptors really forcing their offense into early going. And it ultimately led to those seven turnovers that I mentioned. However, the main culprit for the Raptors' struggles in the early part of this game would have to be their defense. Scary Terry, who had a tough night in the office tonight, not the hot shooting that we saw and the playmaking that we saw last game, but his ability to break down a defense, and he broke it down with ease. Whether it was Dennis Schroeder in front of him and even at times OG, Rozier was able to get into the paint and either create a drive and kick opportunity, a dump off opportunity, or to create a bucket for himself. The Raptors showed little to no resistance in the first half, but their offense started to get going. Their defense started to make some key stops. Scotty Barnes was an absolute monster on the glass tonight, uh, getting 17 rebounds. Pascal started to cook offensively as well. Didn't get it going from the perimeter, but he was getting into the paint. He was getting to his spots. He was simply overpowering the likes of P.J. Washington, and so on. And to me, one of the bigger adjustments tonight and the key part to the the Raptors would have to be the the defense of Precious Achua, especially when being switched on to Terry Rozier. He was successful more times than not, and he was giving it to you on the offensive end in return. Uh, His ability to crash the offensive glass tonight, he got five offensive rebounds, One of them was generated off of a tip-out opportunity from Chris Boucher, and it led to a two-handed dunk. Uh, I believe the Raptors were on a bit of a run at that point, seven to nine-point run, and the Raptors really started to assert their dominance in the second half, and all those things that I alluded to, the defense from Scotty Barnes, the offense from Pascal Siakam, the contributions from, from the guys coming off the bench, most notably Gary Trent Jr., Probably played one of his most efficient games as a Raptor. Wasn't very efficient from three, but he did go four for ten. 
but it was the shot making, the patience within the offense, not to mention not settling for contested shots, taking guys off the dribble or or when he's being run off from the three-point line, settling for a mid-range pull-up or a floater. It was his 10 defensive rebounds, his first double-double of his career. And in the fourth quarter, Scotty Barnes took over, and then Pascal had his moment to take over as well. It is quite the luxury that the Raptors have not figured out yet, that having Scotty Barnes and Pascal running the offense and leading your team is a recipe for success. Scotty set the tone defensively, being an initiator on offense. The the Hornets would send double teams in his direction, and very easily Scotty would find the open man. He would overpower his matchups. He would force the issue in the paint. And then when the defense started to react to him, Pascal started to take over and eventually sealed the deal for the Raptors. It was a great closeout in the fourth quarter for the Raptors. They found the hot hand. They found the advantages. They took advantage of the matchups. And that's exactly what you need to do. When you have a team that is not healthy and is not that great defensively, you should be able to play your game. And the Raptors definitely did that in the second half. The defense wasn't perfect, but they were able to get key stops and key moments, and they ultimately won the game 114-99, to where the Hornets shot 39 for 89 from the field, giving them 44%, 8 for 32 from 3 at 25%, and 13 for 13 from the free throw line at obviously 100%. The Raptors shot 44 for 86 from the field at 51%, 8 for 29 from 3 at 28%, and 18 for 22 from the free throw line at 82%. The free throws were huge considering that the threes weren't falling, but they were able to do damage in the paint, creating those advantages like I alluded to, and ultimately outscoring the Hornets 64-52 to in points in the paint. They were able to generate 15 offensive rebounds, giving them 20 second chance points to so the Hornets 14, and those other stats really made a difference. The Raptors were able to control the glass, control the paint, Lost a little bit in the transition game, but again, this is what they've been doing. But they were able to overcome poor three-point shooting. They were able to overcome poor transition defense and capitalize on the opportunities with their two best players in Pascal Siakam and Scotty Barnes. When all else fails, find your two best players. And we're going to get into the individual stats right now. Pascal Siakam... A fabulous game, an efficient game from him. Just dominance from beginning to end. Just dominance from beginning to end. Exploiting the defense every time he had an opportunity. He got to his spots. He was aggressive all night long. He kept the pressure on the defense. And what's what's so great, especially about Pascal as of late, and it's something that he's been doing, is being able to find the balance between his offense and being a facilitator for the team in key moments. It's been really impressive. This is a game and this is a team where you want Pascal to take advantage of the mismatches. And he definitely accomplished that tonight. 27 points, 8 rebounds, 8 assists, 1 steal on a very efficient 11 for 16 shooting from the field. No 3s going 0 for 1, but 5 for 6 from the free throw line, which is definitely huge. Hitting clutch shots down the stretch is exactly what you need to see from Pascal when 
your other starters are struggling to get their offense going. Like, unfortunately, OG Adenobi tonight. A tough game offensively. His defense has been streaky as of late, but it's still a presence. He's still a contributor on the defensive end, and he's that linchpin. I think what I would challenge OG to do is find other ways to impact the game. He was only able to get two rebounds, two assists, and a steal, which, again, is nothing to stick your nose at, but he should be able to crash a glass more. He should be in a position to create steals, create blocks. It, it just seemed that OG was a step slow, and he's been pretty consistent this season, so he's allowed to have an off game. Five points, like I mentioned, two rebounds, two assists, one steal on a very poor two-for-10 shooting from the field. 0 for 5 from 3, but 1 for 1 from the free throw line. Scotty Barnes, a fabulous game from him. He seemed to be everywhere tonight. His fingerprints are all over the game. I've said that multiple times, but his fingerprints are literally all over this game. He had three massive blocks tonight and as a help side defender, and he saw it coming a mile away, and he timed it perfectly. One of the, He should actually have four blocks. One of them was called the goal 10. But he definitely caught it at the top, in my, at least in my humble opinion. But his impact defensively tonight created a lot of opportunities, not only for himself, but for the rest of the team, especially in the transition where he absolutely feasted getting those seven assists. But the 17 rebounds, the five offensive rebounds leading to putback dunks, putbacks in general, opportunities for anyone streaking towards the basket, you name it, Scotty Barnes found a way to impact winning tonight it's super impressive his ability to slow the game down and bully his way to the basket and similar to pascal when he puts a shot up he sticks with it when it's coming off and he's able to generate another offensive opportunity and more times than not it was a dunk and it was a putback and i'll credit the hornets to an extent they played scotty on the three tonight but when they ran him off the line or got him off the line, he punished them in the paint. And that's exactly what you want to see from your superstar in the making. The defense is going to react to you differently nowadays, especially with your ability to hit the shot. And he found that balance tonight. 22 points, 17 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 blocks on 7 for 14 shooting from the field, 1 for 2 from 3, and 7 for 7 from the free throw line, which is absolutely huge. Jakoperto tonight, not the impact that... I thought that he would have had this game. I thought with the Hornets being undermanned that there might have been an opportunity for Jakob to impose his will and and slow the game down in moments. But it seems that the athleticism of the Charlotte Hornet bigs was too much for Jakob tonight. Only playing 15 minutes, scoring four points, one rebound, two assists on two for two shooting from the field. He did get into foul trouble, but... Only four fouls. It was a tough night in the office for Jakob. And last but definitely not least for the starters, Dennis Schroeder. Probably one of the few games where he had single-digit field goal attempts. Only six attempts tonight, but a very efficient 13 points, five assists on four for six shooting from the field, three for five from three, and two for two from the free throw line. This is what it should be like. Pascal, OG, Scotty Barnes should be leading and shot attempts every single night. Definitely not Dennis Schroeder. And the Raptors were still able to win the game. He was able to still play competitive defense, was not able to generate a steal, but he was a plus 12 tonight. 
And it's not a secret. You run the ball through Pascal, through Scotty, great things happen. They combined for 15 assists tonight in Pascal and Scotty. And then Dennis chipped in with five himself. To me, it's a recipe for success. Whether they're going to lean into that more remains to be seen. But Dennis's impact on this game was still felt without him being a main contributor on the offensive end. I think this is the way that the Raptors should be leaning into. I know Coach Darko said that they'll be giving this starting lineup another game or two before any changes occur. But if this is the case, if this is the outcome, I'm definitely for it. And as we quickly go into the role players tonight, and I have not been able to say this often, 43 points coming off the bench. With a nine-man rotation, I might add. Starting with Chris Boucher, a lot more energized tonight, was active defensively, was moving off ball, didn't settle on the perimeter tonight. He was finding spaces. Scotty Barnes was finding him in the right spot, and it definitely helps when you have somebody looking for you on the offensive end. But I loved his energy. I loved his presence, and I think he can be that guy coming off the bench. He has been. It just has not been consistent. Precious Sachua, Chris Boucher have to be our energy guys coming off the bench. But seven points for Boucher, three rebounds and a block on three for six shooting from the field and one for two from the free throw line. Precious Sachua, similar to Boucher, brought that energy tonight. Was very active on the offensive glass, like I mentioned. Five offensive rebounds, seven for the game. But it was what he was doing on the offensive end. He was looking for his opportunities. He was creating opportunities. But he was not initiating. He was playing off ball, right place, right time. This is what Precious's role should be. Keep it simple on the offensive end. Don't have him create many opportunities. There has been success with that. But to keep his game simple and to maximize his opportunities, this is the pathway. 12 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal on 5 for 9 shooting from the field, 2 for 4 from the free throw line. Malachi Flynn was a plus 4 despite his his less than impactful offensive night, but was able to contribute with 3 rebounds and 2 assists. was a plus 4. And I think for Malachi, if you're not able to knock down those 3s and create those opportunities for yourself, what else are you going to do? And it seems like competing on defense, crashing the glass, and finding the right man at the right time is definitely a priority for him. Find your value, and he's definitely finding his value at this point. And last but definitely not least, Gary Trent Jr., solid game from him, played within the offense, played energized like a Boucher, like a Achua. He was just a joy to watch tonight. If Gary can capture what he brought tonight in a bottle and bring it every single game i'm not expecting 22 points from him but i'm expecting some rebounds i'm expecting some assists i'm expecting some energy and capitalizing on those opportunities when they present themselves and when there's an opportunity for you to create for yourself that you're not settling for a difficult shot he did none of that tonight very efficient very impactful very impressive from gary trent tonight 22 points 10 rebounds Three assists and a steal on 9 for 17 shooting from the field. 4 for 10 from 3 and no attempts at the free throw line. With that win, the Raptors are 11 for 15 on the season. 8 for 7 at home. And they will be at home for their next game hosting the NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets. A team that has been on a mission from the start of the season with some roster turnover. 
they are picking up exactly where they left off. Having one of the best players in the world in Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray nursing his way back to health, Michael Porter Jr. seems to be healthy and ready to go. As one of the better shooters in this league, Aaron Gordon continues to be a solid contributor. And KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, wherever he goes, he's winning championships. That is a lineup that is as complimentary as the next team. They play their role. Their best player is a willing passer. He knows how to maximize his team. And with the young pieces coming off the bench as well, they're getting solid contributions from them. The Raptors definitely have their hands full. If I'm going to be doing a preview for this game, it is simple. Stay disciplined. Lean into your strengths. Not getting back on defense. Not trying. Not showing energy and effort. You will definitely lose this game without question. The Raptors have had success against the Nuggets in the past, but what you did before is different from what you are doing now. The way this team is currently constructed, they cannot afford to not bring it every single night. And we've seen it this season. They have not brought it. But if you're not going to get up for a game against the defending NBA champions, at some point you're going to have to look in the mirror. And this team is going to have to look in the mirror very, very soon if they don't make the necessary adjustments like running the offense through Pascal and Scotty. But for this game, they have to be in it from beginning to end. They cannot afford a slow start. They cannot afford to fall behind early. The Denver Nuggets will quickly assert their dominance. Now, I'm not saying that the Raptors can't win this game. Everybody has a chance. But if you're not willing to put your all every single game, you will definitely lose the game, and you should lose the game. But this roster is a talented roster. We've seen them at their best, and we've seen them at their worst, and we've seen them in between. The Raptors definitely have the ability to do so. It's a matter of whether they believe they have the ability to do so. Remains a question that has yet to be answered at this point of the season. And being 26 games in, the Raptors definitely have to provide some answers much sooner rather than later. And I'll leave it off there, folks. Thank you to all listeners new and old. I appreciate every single one of you for tuning in. If you have not done so already, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite platforms. It'll mean so much if you take the time to do so. It'll also mean so much if you have an opportunity to listen to the latest pod that I did with Samson Folk from Raptors Republic, an honest pod about the Raptors season thus far. I I might be mispronouncing the, the title of the pod, but it is a pod that's available, and it will be the first pod before this reaction so if you have not checked it out please check it out it's a lot of great conversation some jokes as well some trade talk it has a little bit of everything samson's always been a great guest he's a voice of the people in my humble opinion definitely check it out and definitely check his workout written spoken whatever i rap as a public they do solid work check them out And until the next episode, which will be very, very soon, everyone, please continue to stay healthy and stay safe. Good people. Peace.